Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, okay, so he hosts a show on Wednesdays at Better Days in the Lower East Side. It's such a fun show. you got to see it. And he hosts the podcast Hope of the Hood. Give it up for Petey Diabro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hope of the Hood Podcast. It's your boy. You're probably wondering, yo, where you been at, Petey? What happened? You left us? I feel like they thought I left. I feel like you guys thought I left you, man. You know, I didn't leave you. It's just called a little CC sabbatical. You know, when I'm wearing my Yankee hat, call me CC sabbatical. Had to take a little sabbatical, but now we back. And let me tell you, we back better than ever, man. We here at ACAST Studios. They remixed the studios. I, I wish you guys could see it, man. This shit is top tier, soundproof, all kind of shit. I don't know what it does, but it looks like the acoustics just bounce off a little better. I, f- I sound better. I hear myself better right now. Oh, yeah, real quick. Shout out to Cobble Hill Juice Company. You know, they're keeping us very refreshed right now. Shout out to Popeye's Chicken. Ripping Chick $5 boxes back. You get you a Ripping Chick for $5. You know what I'm saying? I got me. You got, they got a lot of sauces. A lot of people don't know about the, the sauces game. The sauce game at Popeye's is lit. I heard a barbecue, but they said, nah, we old, BQ. And that's what I'm powered by today. Uh, I missed you guys. Had a lot go on since I've uh, been gone. It's been like, what, a month now almost? Lots going on. A lot of new, lot of new projects. Learned a lot. Been learning a lot. And uh, where do we start? Well, I, uh, I was in D.C. recently this past weekend. It was pretty fun. Uh, shout out to DC. DC is is it's like New York, but like more intellectual. It's like they they supersede the fact that they're not open twenty four hours by how much they know. You know what I'm saying? How smart they look. They look smart. I'm telling you, man. The average person from DC, I don't know if it's the stigmatisms and the glasses they wear, but they look smart as hell, man. Like even the fact that they was listening to me, I was like, man, yo, this make me feel like I got a bunch of smart friends and I don't even need Google no more. I could just ask them everything like, yo, what's the square root of $4.38? And they'll tell you, man, type of people I want to be around. DC was lit. I took the bus down there, mega bus, you know, only rolling class. The mega bus is humbling. Like sometimes you just got to humble yourself, you know, just like, like Kendrick say, bitch, be humble, sit down. On the mega bus, out of town. Your boy was on that mega bus, man. But everybody's nanas was there, grandkids was there, a lot of Dominicans was there. Well, I was on my way back, and that's what the the thing that I love about the mega bus is. Every race is there. It's not, you know what I mean. People think it's just black people or it's just the hood. Like no, everybody's there. We got little little Poindexters was there with a little boo. 
I had to put my headphones up extra loud so I didn't hear their meandering. I get there like at uh, the show starts at 8. I get there around 6.45, 6.50. And I Google map it. So usually I'll just hop in a cab from the station to the venue or whatever since it was pretty close. But I'm like, you know what? Let me be with the people. Because on the Google Maps it said you could take the train. And I didn't know. It just says M Red. I'm just used to New York City transit. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to MetroCard in a dream. So I get down there. I get to the machine. It's looking like rocket science to me. I'm standing there and I got all this pride. You know when you got that pride and you, you like, you don't want to look lost. Because I'm from New York. You got to understand. The last thing you want to do in New York is look like you lost. Yo, they see you pull out Google Maps. They're going to try to rob you. They're like, he don't know where he's going. Let's take him here and rob him. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like that. Man, I, I, I swallowed my pride. I was like, fuck that, yo. I'm just, I don't care if I look lost. You know, I was, I was pressing the buttons and it just wasn't working for me. I'm like, oh, so then a dude rolled up and I said, yo, with all due respect, you know what I'm saying? Because I had to, I seen like when he was done his transaction, I didn't want to jump on him with the questions before he even got his shit popping. So I waited and I was like, yo, 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 I don't really know. How do you get a card here? I don't even know. How does this work? What do you do? He was like, oh, I got you. Boom, 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 boom. He showed me. I had to buy a new card, so I got the new card. And first of all, let me tell you something about the DC, man. This is why I know they're smart, right? This is how I know it's an intellectual city. I should say MetroCard. You know what they cards say? Smart trip. Smart trip. They letting you know, yo, this is a smart decision. Probably the smartest trip you ever took in your life. So I'm feeling confident now. Like, smart trip? Yeah, how did they know? How did they? Who told them? Who informed Washington, District of Columbia, that your boy was making smart trips? So I get the car, boom. I put it on the little, it's like a little trackpad, a little uh, like key, like fobs type of situation. So you don't swipe it, you just put it, you just dab, dab it, you go dab. I dabbed it like three times and it wasn't opening. I'm like, oh man. And then I took a step back and it had a circle with the line going through it. So I said, like, oh, this one don't work. Then I went over to the green with the check, I dabbed it. And then it does like this thing, like it's not even turnstiles. It opens up like, it looks like two flappers almost. It goes, shoop. you walk through and it goes, shoop. very high tech, bro. Then I get down to the station. You want more? Yo, I get down to the station. Let me tell you how DC is living. You get down to the station underground. You under, the, you under sea level right now, man. You below sea level, just waiting on the subway. Yo. Tell me why they got air conditioners in the underground subway system. We doing it all wrong in New York, man. We don't got no, like, they got fans with dust on them. <laughs> what kind of shit in New York will really test your chakras, man? They got fans with dust. How you fan dust mites on the people, man? The people just want to go home. <laughs> they didn't have dust mites in their itinerary. Now you got, you, you know, hot, blowing hot air with dust mites all over your hair now. You just got your hair did. Now you got dust mites on your nice curls. So this AC underground, there's no, like, you know how in New York we got, I think we got the yellow lines. Like, it's like St. Clair, the yellow lines, and it got the little bumps on it for, like, I think that's for blind people so they could use their C&I sticks and then, like, knows where the edge is. Yo, tell me why in D.C. they don't even got no yellow line. They got track lights on the edge of the, on the, edge of the platform. There's lights. Real Star trek man. And then when the train is approaching, yo, all of the lights start blinking. I felt like I was in a Kanye rap video or something, yo. And I was just getting on the trains. And this shit was like pyrotechnics, man. I was waiting for smoke to come up or the fog machine or something. At this point, I'm feeling very good, man. My chakras are aligned. 
I don't even care about the the, the mega bus eight million hour trip. Didn't even phase me, man. I was just ready to go, man. I was feeling good. DC, what up? I love you, man. So I get the, I get on the, the train pulls. I get on the train now. Leather upholstery. Yo, they had leather seats on the train, bro. Leather seats. I don't even got leather seats in my house. And I was like, yo, they really care. And then there was a weird smell in the air. Like, I never... Uh, it just smelled like the, the smell was... I think it's called clean. You ever smell that before? It smelled clean. Didn't smell like they were trying to cover up something. It just smelled like, yo, they, they care about the people in D.C., man. New York, we got to step it up. I know, I know, I know part of it. And then I started thinking about, like, how come we don't got leather seats in New York? Why we, we, we pay a gazillion dollars in taxes. We can't get a little, even if it's vinyl, it don't got to be cowhide. You give us a little vinyl. And then I started thinking, oh, I know what it is. See, the difference between New York and D.C. is our, st- our, our train system, our transit system is 24 hours. D.C., I think, stops around 12-something. So I think in New York, they just don't want you to get too comfortable. But little do they know, huh, we built for the pain because we got dust mites on us, man. We'll sleep on the hard bench. Don't matter. We'll sleep under the bench, man. We just got to get to where we going. And where we going is nowhere far and nowhere fast. We just need that AC. You know what I'm saying? Airbnb the six train. That's what we doing out here, man. Airbnb the six. We don't need leather couches, man. Give us that hard. Give us that hard plastic. To match the hard orb around our souls, our spirits, built to win. You ever think about, like, I was born in New York. I was thinking about this the other day. I was born in New York City. I was already a grown man by the time I was, like, five. I seen it all. I seen elephant tight as foot. I seen people with no legs. Imagine being five and you see somebody with no legs and at the end of their jeans is just tied up just so you know they're not trying to fool you. No legs are coming through these, buddy. Just tie up the ends. Seen that, man. No leg, no face. I seen people with no face before, man. As a kid. Mozzarella face, man. Looked like somebody put a bunch of mozzarella on their face, put it in the oven for like five minutes, took it out. No face action. No nose. Not no Steven Spielberg special effects stuff, man. We talking New York City subway transit system. I digress. DC was fun. It was a very good time. Uh, The people were fun. The people were dope. They loved me. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the people at the Big Hunt. Shout out to my boy, uh, Charlie, in the front who was barking. There was a lot of comics up there, but I always remember. I like the guys that are, like, hungry, man. He was out there for hours just barking, and I remember that. It took me back. took me back to be like, you know, you go out of town and you still see people that's hungry that just do whatever for a little bit of stage time. He's not thinking, yo, people going to look down on me because I'm trying to bark people into the venue. Barking, if you're not uh, familiar with it, it means, like, you're trying to... uh, pretty much flyering for the venue or the event that's happening outside. So he was out there doing his one-two. Shout out to Charlie holding it, did it, did it, did it down. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to all the comics on the show. Y'all, y'all did your thing. And then, um, it was cool. That was last weekend. A couple weekends before that, I did my first few theaters. Well, my first couple of theaters for a few shows. Uh, shout out to the big homie, Alana Glazer. Uh, she took me on the road with her. And uh, Chalet was sharp. Shout out to Chalet was sharp. It was epic, man. I've never been in front of that many people. It felt like, yo, the, it felt like the lunchroom times 500, man. It was crazy. It felt like 
I felt like Madison Square Garden, man. Shout out to everybody in Providence at the Columbus Theater. It was lit, man. If you was there, shout out to you. Hopefully, I'll come back soon. Um, the vibe in, in Providence was very dope. Um, they got a place there. I just found out when I went there called Little Compton. I was like, what kind of little crimes is going on in Little Compton with the baby bloods and the toddler crips? But there was no little crimes. It's actually an affluent part of Providence where the rich people live. And uh, I was like, man, this is a smart way to keep poor people off your trail. You know what I mean? Or other rich people for that matter. It's like, yo, should we go to Little Compton? Nah, Little Easy's over there. Straight out of Little Compton's over there. We got to stay over here. I was like, damn, yo, when I get when I get a lot of money and I move somewhere fancy, I'm going to have them rename the town Little Bronx. Nobody's coming there. Nobody wants to gentrify. You know what I'm saying? That was lit, man. The people in Providence, same thing. Great vibe, man. Good energy. It was a tearjerker, man, because it was like to see all of these, to be at that venue, uh, to be with Delana Glazer. It felt good because it was like, you know, I was going through kind of like some management things or like, you know, industry business type of things at the time. So to kind of take a step back and see where I got pretty much on my own and just like, you know, working hard and somebody kind of seeing me and being like, yo, they want they want me to rock with them. You know what I'm saying? So that felt good because it's like, you know, it's a million people out here, especially in New York City, that's doing the same thing that I'm doing or at least trying to do the same thing that I'm doing as far as stand-up comedy goes. So when you think about, like, yo, all of the people that someone can choose from and then they choose you, it's like fucking, like, I'm a, I'm on my mother's couch. You know what I'm saying? This Petey from the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? This is like Boogie Down, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, yo, she, I'm like, me? You you want me to roll with you? Oh man, it was crazy, man. And that was that was that was a great experience. And then we went to New Haven. New Haven was dope as well. The green room was like a duplex. They had every kind of K cup for the Keurig you could even imagine, man. They had English breakfast, man. K cups, be French vanilla, man. What you want? Hazelnut, baby stuff, Holmes. They had every type of thing. Every K cup, man. They had showers in the green room, man. I was about to move in. Some of the cooler things that I've encountered over the last month or so was um, being around good people, you know, being around people that are making moves and just getting getting advice. You know, that's one of the things I think if I could tell anybody, you know, just be, try to be around people that are in the field that you that you want to be in or that you're in that are being progressive in the field. So you can kind of, you know, if they want you around, if you're, if you're fortunate enough to be around, you know, they'll give you advice. And that's like priceless, you know, more than anything. I think if you can get advice from someone that's progressive or productive in their own field, it's pretty good, you know. And just listening and not taking offense even to um, constructive criticism. And, um, yo, you see it, man. You start applying. You start applying these things to your to your, to your your own career or your own path and, you know. It's a big deal. So I wanted to talk this week about being self-aware. Obviously, you guys know 302 Broom Street every Wednesday, Better Days Comedy. Holla at your boy. Starts around 9, 9.30. Pull up. A1 Comics. You know, A1 Staff. A1 Vibes. It's cool. Check it out. It's free. If you're in New York, whenever you're visiting New York, if you live in New York, come by every Wednesday. You know, say what up. I'll get you a drink or something. First round, not like all night, though. You know, your boy ain't got deep pockets like that. <laughs> First round, don't be trying to go top shelf for me, neither. Like, yo, let me get a, let me get a double shot of Blanton's Neat. Like, what do you mean? That's $40? Calm down. 
So being self-aware. Uh, the reason that this is a topic that I want to talk about right now is because I feel like in the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, I've encountered um, peers. Uh, yeah, just you, just just uh, mainly peers that have either told me, you know, hey, Petey, yo, if you need someone to open for you, let me know. Or just like, hey, Petey, yo, let me get on your show sometime. Or like, hey, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I'm never going to diss anybody. I'm never going to say, get, get out my face. I'm never going to say. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. That I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna say what's up. And um and I'm gonna also keep it real. Like one of the one of the dudes that came up to me, I was like, yo, um, I was like, yo, I never seen you do stand up. I'll be honest with you. So I can't just say like I'm gonna put you on a show that I I'm involved in or I run or whatever it is. And um I just so happened to go online. I was I was on a uh, Facebook and I was just happened to scroll through. And then I seen dude pop up in my feed and I was like, you know, let me let me check out his page, what's he got going on. And he had a few clips of um of of his stand up. And I watched the first one and I go I'm like, oh man, this is fucking bad. Then I go, you know, maybe it was just a, let me, let me, it was like three, four of it. I'm like, let me go to the second one. I go to the second one. It's like, oh man, it's even worse. And I'm like, maybe, maybe that was, you know, let me go to the third one. Straight up, bro. I, I just wanted to like put that shit in the garbage bag and put it out on the sidewalk Monday morning. You know what I'm saying? For pickup. Back to the dumpster. With all due respect to 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 my dude, if he's listening, but yo, you gotta step your shit up, bro. You know, you can't be you can't be pulling up like you gotta be self. That's why I say self aware. You gotta be aware, and that goes for anybody out there. And I always I'll I'll, I'll refer back to my own stuff for how I kind of operate or have operated and still do. You should always do an assessment of yourself. Assess how you're doing on stage. Assess how. You know, like, you just got to assess what you're doing. Like, I knew when I was whack, you know, and I'm still not saying, like, oh, I'm some fucking Dave Chappelle or anybody big like that. But I know I came a far away from where I started. I might have had a spark, but I was trash, you know, I, and I was, I was aware of it. So that gave me a lot of room to grow, you know, like when you can accept the fact that you're not, like, doing it how you want to be able to do it or you're not where exactly you want to be you got to accept the fact that the chances are you're probably trash you know what i mean and you got a lot of work to do and not only do you have a lot of work to do you should be focused on gaining respect because you might not get paid to do whatever it is you're doing but you will get paid if you just pay attention to the payments if you pay attention to the strangers that come up to you and say yo great job that don't owe you that compliment 
that's one token right there in your pocket. So for me, I was telling someone last night, I was having a conversation. So I basically break down shows sometimes where I go. When I first started, I was in the Greenwich Village Comedy Club. It seats roughly about maybe 60-something people. So I would have maybe like five shows a weekend, and I would be there every night. But the weekends were usually the sold-out shows, so I wouldn't really factor in the re- the rest of the week, like um, Thursday, Monday through Thursday, or Sunday through Thursday. I wouldn't really I'd factor in Friday, Saturday. How much shows? F- out of five shows, each one's usually sold out. 300 people, right, a weekend for like a couple of years or a few years, whatever. I did the math. Like I would, I would, I would do my. I would look at my ratios. Even though I'm doing check spots, I would look at how many people thought I was good enough to come up to me and say, "Good job," on a check spot. I wasn't. I wasn't gassing. And even then, I felt like, you know, whatever. It wasn't a big deal. It was like cool. Like it made me feel good a little something. But it would. But it was like it adds up in your confidence piggy bank. So the more and more you get that from strangers and from people you don't know, and then and then it comes from people that you you might not know but you know of, like that when we talk about like you know either popping comedians or people that everybody respects, you know, it's not even like you're not you shouldn't be fishing for compliments. You shouldn't never ask somebody. So how'd you think I did? One of the best pieces of advice I got was very early on. It was from uh, Lunell. Some of you guys may know her. She's a, she's like a legend of a comedian. She was in the movie Borat. I was fortunate enough to ask her for advice when I first started. And she's, at first she said, I ain't got no advice to give you. And I was like, man, wow, she's so mean. But, and then she was like, all right, you want to know something? She goes, and when you get off stage, if you, don't, if, you can't, if you can't tell how you did and if you don't know how you did, just quit now. And I never forgot that because she was saying like, yo, if you're not good, you should at least be able to get off stage and know how you did. Don't lie to yourself. You know what I mean? Don't be like, yo, they was off, yo. You know what? 90% of the people that see me is off. <laughs> but my core audience is those eight people that I know that that I that I do stuff with or whatever. So they show me love and respect. Like, nah, man. You gotta look at the you gotta look at the big you gotta look at the bigger picture, the bigger numbers. Do your own uh percentages. It's like a bat it's like a batting average, you know what I mean? I, I remember I want the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to be okay. Cause I was I felt like I was garbage. So I had a few different like few different levels that I had. So the first level was being I. Second level was being okay. Third level was being, oh, he could. The fourth level was Yo, yo, PD's going on. Let's 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 stick around and watch what he got to say. The fifth level is is being great, and I'm not there yet. You know, I'm still like I'm still like teetering the good, and the yo, let's stay in the room type of vibe. But then the le- next level is great, and then after that is phenomenal. And after that, I'm guessing it's probably like you're the best at that point. If you're beyond phenomenal, you're you're fucking hands down the best legend, edgent, edgent. I think we have to have our own personal milestones and levels. You shouldn't even wa- you shouldn't want to hand out. You shouldn't want somebody. You shouldn't want to. You shouldn't want to ask somebody to do their show. You shouldn't want to do that. What you should do is you should want to be good enough that people fucking know your name, that people are saying your name, that you're earning your respect. You're not fucking asking for shit. You're beasting. You got a beast out here. You got to be. Someone asked me something the other day when I was in D.C. One of the clients. I said, Yo. You know, this is going to sound mad vague, but you got to be better than people, man. And when I say better, I don't mean like, I just mean like what you do. Like if you're doing stand-up 
And I don't mean you're going to be better than somebody 20 years that's been in the game 20 years, 30 years, for whatever. I'm talking about right now. In the class that you're in, the person that you can look next to and, and you see this person every day, yeah, that could be your friend, but be better than them. Because when it comes down to it, you guys are friends. When, when the person upstairs has to make a choice, they're not going to probably pick both of you. They're going to pick the person they like more, the person that has something, the person that has the edge. They, want the, they don't want the regular degular. They want the person with the edge. So if you can figure out, and I'm still, like I said, I'm still trying to figure out my edge and what my thing is, and I'm kind of figuring it out, but, you know, I'm not asking for shit. It's sh- the people will show you. The game will show you. Everybody gets a fucking shot, man. Everybody gets a shot. A lot of people do mediocre and they think, oh, yeah, I just fucking killed, man. And they can walk away all happy. Like, no, you should walk away with your fucking head down. And not because like, you're going to quit or anything, but you should know, like, yo, you should reach for more from yourself and be realistic. Be self-aware. Be self-aware if you don't do good. Be that, that's, It's simple, dude. Just be self-aware. Like, you know, I'm not going to say I'm tired of people coming up to me asking me these types of questions, but... In a sense, I kind of am. Because what I really want to say is, is what I'm saying right now. But if I say that to their face, they're going to say, oh, PD is a dick. PD don't know what it's like to ask for something. Yeah, I don't. Maybe like if you're my friend, I might have asked you like, yo, what's up? You know, and maybe, you know, I, I, you guys might, you guys are my friends too. Not, not to say like I'm not your friend, but I still have respect. You know, I still respect people's things you know i respect what you're doing i respect like let's say like the knitting factory one of the biggest longest running best shows in new york city you know hannibal burris used to host it now um clark and kenny the clark jones and kenny the forest host it still one of the best shows longest running shows you let me tell you something i wanted to do that show since the first time i seen that show i mean i did ask but i didn't like i waited I waited till when I knew if they did say yes, which I had to wait for mad long, even after the general, um, <clears throat> excuse me, general question to the booker. Shout out to Louisa. It was Louisa at the time. And um, I waited, I waited for the response. You know what I'm saying? And I got the response a couple weeks later and, and I got a chance to show and prove and I did my thing. That's the other thing. Like, yo, I'm not going, I give people endless amounts of opportunities, you know, like I'm always going to give somebody a shot. But if you don't do good, I don't know what you want from me after that. I would respect if you say, yo, damn, yo, I'm trying to, like, what? Like, even just ask for advice. That's what I did my first few years. Even now, I ask people for advice, man. I say, yo, before I ask you for stage time, I'm going to say, yo, yo, what exactly are you looking for? Because I know you running things over there, and I want to be on that stage one day. You know what I'm saying? What are you looking for as the person that runs it? You know what I mean? So we can have a realistic fucking conversation. I'm looking for people, and if you don't do good on my show, it's fine. But obviously, you're there for a reason because I know that you can do good. So if I don't even know what you could do, why the fuck I'm going to give you a shot for? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've gotten so much by just asking people, like, advice or, like, you know, just asking different questions. Like, some people, most people say, can I, can I, can I? And, and a lot of people don't say, hey, what are, you, what are you looking for? Because this is, because, it, and this is why I'm asking. Because I want to be good. I want to be able to reach the criteria that, that you know, I want to meet that criteria, whatever you're looking for. The average person don't ask that shit. The average person ain't willing to come in and work for free just to just to learn. Everybody wants it like right away. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. Give me a shot. And then I'm going to be in Madison Square Garden. That's not how it works. You know, one of the most beautiful parts about New York, I did an interview earlier and someone asked me, um, what's the best part about New York City comedy? The best part is there's so much of it going on. Like if you're really serious about stand-up comedy, this is the place to be because you can get your fix every night of the week, multiple times of the week, and some of the best fixes that you can find. 
but yeah, so New York was like, boom, you, there's, there's endless amounts of shows you can get up on. You can work your stuff out. You can learn. You can get better. You can watch shows. You, there's so many different angles. And then the diversity in the crowd, you know what I mean? It's like you're basically performing in front of the United Nations almost every show. There's people from all over the world, and you get to be you. You don't have to act like you're from Switzerland. You don't have to act like you're Australian. They want to see an individual that's not like them, or even if it is like them, they just want to hear, they come in there for a point of view and to laugh, you know? They came there just to feel good. So, like, we got all that right here in New York. I already knew that, where it's like, I don't got to ask them, but I'm going to go to wherever I fit in, or where, not fit in, but like, you know, wherever I could get in, because I know what my ultimate goal is, and it's not just to do your show. Because that's like, what, what do you, what happens after you do my show? You got to say you did my show? So that's one thing, being self-aware. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you be self-aware. Another thing I want to talk about is like, yo, sticking to your guns, man. Believing in yourself, man. Like, I had some, I, I had some industry, you know, um, some industry things go on recently, and just like I learned a lot dealing with people, dealing with dealing with management agents and all that stuff. Kind of just getting my toe a little wet. And um, shout out to everybody. Shout out to um, the people that have helped me, you know, along the way. Without, you know, making me feel no type of way. Shout out to you guys. Because that's the other thing. They, it's like the mind trick game of... <laughs> so I told one um, one person, one manager in particular, that I, I wasn't really... I didn't even say I was in, wasn't interested. I was just kind of like, you know, not right now. It's whatever. And he says, uh, yo, you're like, the hot, you're like the hot person that everybody wants to go to the prom with. And then, like, eventually nobody's going to want to go to the prom with you no more or whatever. So he told me that, and I was just kind of like, yo, what? I think I responded, that's what I said. I said, here's the difference, though. The thing that everybody's attracted to or that you're attracted to and then the people that want to take me to the dance are attracted to, there's a lot more where that came from, and it ain't running out no time soon. But what he tried to do, and what so many people try to do in our lives, I feel like, that we encounter is they try to make, make you question your taste. You know, your taste is, for me, my taste is what I come up with, my thoughts, who I am, um, what I believe. That's your taste. You know what I'm saying? What you think is good. So if someone says, yo, I don't know, or, or even if you get rejected by something, say you're trying to apply to do something, you want this job, you want, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to broker a deal and it don't go through, it kind of starts making you reflect on yourself and then you start questioning yourself and you start thinking like, maybe I don't have the, maybe I don't have the vision. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't have the, um, the maybe I don't have good taste. You know, maybe, maybe the taste that I have in things, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, Maybe my taste buds are messed up. Where it's like, I don't think you should ever feel that way. You should never feel like your taste buds are off. You should feel. You should. You should uh, always believe in your taste. And this, but back to being self-aware, it's like people will let you know if you got good taste or not by what you do. That's your sauce. You know, it's like yo, you got to believe in your sauce. How are you gonna sell your sauce? That's like if 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 I was sriracha and I tried to sell you my sauce and you were like, mm, I don't know, I'm not really feeling the sauce or whatever. I could walk away and go, man, uh, what should I tweak or ask myself or start questioning the thing that everybody else likes, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's the reason that I would even be there trying to sell it is because I know it's worth some sort of value. So it's like just not listening to that. And and let's focus more on the positive. Focus more on the you know the, the the words of kind of encouragement that keep you going. You know the positive stuff. Lean towards the good vibes. Don't lean towards the people that try to make you question what you're doing. Oh, you, oh, they're making a mistake. You know that's just for their benefit. They would like you to believe that because they know if you're not making a mistake, it won't benefit them at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
So they kind of want you to be dependent on, on, on their taste as opposed to your own taste. And a lot of times, your own taste is what gets you in the door. So you should never question what got you in the door. You shouldn't let people remix your beliefs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, do a little of this. Do, do a lot more of this. I had someone, I had someone recently say this, and it, it just stuck in some, it stuck in my mind, and it's kind of, it's along the lines of, you know, just treating people how I want to be treated. Someone said, they go, they say, PD, they say, you know what's crazy is that sometimes it's like you talk to people, even if they don't understand you, like they understand you. You speak to them like they, even if like I'm talking about some whoop, 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 ah, 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 bing, bong, bing. You say that shit like they understand exactly what you mean. And I thought about it and I'm like, well, the reason I think I do that or where it comes from is because I don't want someone to talk to me like I have a learning disability. You know what I mean? So even if even if I didn't understand something, I would still want someone to talk to me with the confidence of I, I can comprehend even if I don't understand. You know what I mean? I can read body, uh, I could read body signals. I could read like the context. You know, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't talk to someone like they have, like they're slower than anybody else or their brain ain't firing on the right, uh, the pistons ain't firing right. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to talk to everybody the same way. I'm going to talk to them with respect. I'm going to talk to them like they do understand, even if they don't understand. And if they don't understand, I think if I'm, if I show them enough respect, They'll ask me, what did I mean? You know, they'll say, oh, man, that was funny. But the one thing I didn't understand, what's up with that? Because they're not going to feel intimidated. They're not going to feel like, oh, Petey thinks he's smarter or he he treated us weird because we didn't know what um, unscrupulous meant. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know what tricanery meant. We didn't know what uh, a chopped cheese was. You know, I'm not going to talk to you like you do know what a chopped cheese is. You know, treat people how you want to be treated. You hear me say that all the time. You'll keep hearing me say it. You know, treat people how you want to be treated. You know, when you doubt yourself, sometimes here's Petey's words of wisdom, and this is where it came from. Sometimes you doubt yourself. You're like, man, do I know enough? Am I as smart as the next? Like, you ever see someone do something and you're like, damn, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I saw a couple comics recently, like older comics, and they were like Roy Wood Jr., like from The Daily Show, and he's got the show, uh, this is not happening on Comedy Central. So he was on my show and he's like killing, like killing, killing, killing for like a 30 minutes, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And I walked away and I go, man, I can't do that. And then I'll see like Chappelle do like two and a half hours. I'm like, I can't do that. And I'm like, but you know what I can do? Me. I could do me. And then I started thinking. So here's my words of wisdom. Even if you don't know a lot about a lot, that's a lot. Because to admit the fact that you don't know a lot leaves you open to learn a lot. If you think you know a lot and you know everything or everything you think is like you're, you think you're human Google, nobody's going to like you one. People, unless you got to, you're going to just have your, your circle will be just a bunch of know-it-alls as opposed to someone that's like, yo, I don't know. I feel comfortable saying I don't know. I'm not, you know, and I feel like you shouldn't be ashamed to not know and to like just try to figure things out. But that was it. Petey's words of wisdom. That's pretty much it. I'm happy to be back. We got some nice stuff in store. Um, shout out to my man Jose Sounds. You can find him in the streets, man. You can find him on the beats. But um, we got some nice stuff whipped up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, and shout out to Acast. Shout out to find us on Apple Podcasts. Check me out. Um, we back, baby. I'm happy to be back. Peace.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.